Today, Israel and Hamas with some friends. Welcome to Coffee with Kramer, where you get to sit down with our host, Dr. Barry Kramer, for a conversation about faith, life, and culture. We'll look at old ideas through a new lens, turn those culture wars on their head, and paint a picture of the way things could be. If you like your thinking deep and your coffee hot, pull up a chair. You're in the right place. So I'm sure you've heard by now and been reading about keeping up with the the main news in the world uh, of the moment, which is Hamas uh, and their terrorist attack on Israel uh, and the conflict that's emerging from that in sort of a longer standing form. And so just in case you haven't kept up with it at all or you're just not aware of how severe this is, I'll read to you just a few lines uh, from a description about it on CNBC.com. Hamas launched a devastating and coordinated land, sea, and air assault on Israel over the weekend, sparking chaos in the region and thrusting the national movement firmly into the global spotlight. The militant Palestinian group, that's Hamas, orchestrated an unprecedented attack on Israel on Saturday, killing many hundreds of people and injuring thousands more. Hamas fighters have also taken more than 100 Israeli civilian soldiers and foreign nationals Hostage, it is, according to this article, the deadliest assault the country has suffered in generations and led Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu to declare that his country is at war. Uh, Israel's counteroffensive includes over 300,000 reservists, and I'm sure you've heard of many of the things that are going on with the airstrikes and so on. Obviously, I'm not quoting from the article now, just uh, adding a little detail. But anyway, the point is, They've added 300,000 reservists to this, which tells you how thorough the response is, and imposed what they refer to as a complete siege on the Gaza Strip, seeking to stop the supply of electricity, food, water, and fuel to the already blockaded population of roughly 2.3 million people that's in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip. It says it has now secured control, Israel says, they've now secured control of the Gaza-Israel border. Now, the reason I want to have the conversation today is not to go through all the news and the politics of of what happens with this, but because we have faculty and students who visit Israel on a regular basis. And so I've invited a few of those to talk with us today and give us the perspective of someone who's recently been there and knows people who are immediately being affected by what's happening in Israel right now, in Israel and the Palestinian territories. So first, Dr. Scott Bridger is joining me. He's the professor of global studies and world religions and the director of global learning and service for Criswell College. And Dr. Bridger, thank you very much for being here today. Thank you. It's an honor. Uh, He leads this trip that we take every year. Also, uh, Dr. Sarah Spring, who uh, a faculty member who uh, went on the trip this last summer is joining us. She's the Associate Professor of Communication and English at Criswell College and the Program Director of our Associate of Arts. So, Dr. Spring, thank you so much thank for joining you. us. Appreciate having you here. And then uh, joined by a student who went on the trip uh, just this last summer, uh, got back and reported about it just a week ago or so at Criswell College. Uh, she's a student earning a double major, a BA, in Bible and Theology as well as Psychology. 
Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> I was wondering. I was hoping yes. I got that right. Thank you, Jenna, very much. <laughs> so I'm just going to refer to refer to you by your first names, your faculty members, your Dr. Bridger, Dr. Spring, uh, Jenna. I, if you want to call them Scott and Sarah, I'll leave that to you. To, you know, it depends on you and how much grade power they have over mm. you right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, but seriously, I'm, I'm glad to have all of you here. And, and what I want to ask first, and Jenna, I'm actually going to start with you if that's all right. You know, what I want to ask first is simple. I mean, when I heard, the minute I heard that there was this huge Hamas surge, that they were crossing the lines, that they had para, paragliders, mm-hmm. uh, you know, coming down on a concert, that it was a coordinated effort, I was just, I was stunned. And the first thing I thought about was all of the students that I had just heard giving testimonies of the people that they'd been serving with on both sides in the Israeli areas and in the Palestinian territories. Uh, and so I just thought, I, I, I really wish I could pick up the phone and just call all of them right now and say, what are you thinking? Uh, and so I'm asking you now, Jenna. So yes. seriously, what, what were you, I don't know when you heard about it, but just do you remember your initial thoughts or what, do you, what were you thinking? Yeah, it feels very immediately different than hearing about any other, any other attack, I guess, yeah. globally that would have happened because there's like, my heart is still there. There's a piece of my heart still with those people there that we met, still like trying to communicate with them even now. You know, if I could compare it to what, what's another like recent uh, Ukraine and Russia, like I don't know anyone there. It feels completely different. Man, it does change everything if you've, mm-hmm. yeah. And you said the people that you, uh, I guess, served with over there or you were working with uh, yes. over there. Uh, and and we got to see some of those people in some of the reports that y'all yes. did. So we'll talk more about that. But I just mentioning it that way, I guess that's what I value most about this is it's hard for us to hear about this conflict without thinking about the human beings that are affected by it once you've actually right. met that's right. people. Yeah, absolutely. So, so thank you for that. Uh, Dr. Spring, Sarah, uh, what, you know, what were your initial thoughts when you heard about the conflict? Honestly, it uh, reminded me a little too closely of 9-11. I think Um, that was particularly uh, revealing the article about that for us to really understand the scale that this is on is that 20,000 Americans would have had to have died um, for for it to be the same as the devastation that Israel is experiencing. And that, I think, really put it into perspective for, for me. And um, I don't remember being as affected or watching the television or being this emotional um, really since 9-11. Wow. Uh, I had not thought about that. And I, I know Israel's a small place. You know, it's a, it's, it's a small area. Yeah, it is. You don't think about it. Everything that happens there is happening to everyone there. Yeah, it's about the size of New Jersey, basically. Ah. Uh, so, and, and Dr. Bridger Scott, uh, what were your initial thoughts? I mean, you've spent your entire adult life. life. Doing ministry in Israel, yes, uh, in both the Arab-speaking and Hebrew-speaking Correct. areas. You speak Hebrew and Arabic, Correct. yes, uh, and that's why you're such a you know great asset for us. Taking our students, you're able to interact with the the culture there. I just I, I can't even. I, I'd just like some thoughts from you. Yeah. Initial thoughts when <clears throat> Initial. you first heard this conflict was happening. Yeah, devastation, heartbroken. Um, my family and I lived there for a long time. Three of our children were born there. I have a master's degree from it. An Israeli university. I studied at a Palestinian university, a Jordanian university. And so my, really since I was 19, my, my adult life has been focused on that area. And so relationships, immediately concerned for friends. Uh, um, they're, they're, I'm at the age where my, my kids, you know, grew up with some, some kids who are now in the Israeli military on that side of it. 
and just the the human tragedy. Um, we 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 lived there during the second Intifada or uprising, and nine eleven. We were living there when when nine eleven took place, and it just brought back uh, what I thought were healed wounds and post traumatic stress disorder, all that type of stuff that you experience in, in situations like that. It it just all came rushing back, and it's it's been tough to process, but but it's been good talking to friends and hearing from them and being encouraged by their resilience, their their determination, the believing population, to be salt and light and to seize the opportunities to be a witness for Christ in the midst of this tragedy and, and tragic situation. Yeah. And I am I do want to ask one question right off the bat, because you say friends, yes. friends over there. Yes. A lot of people in our world, and when I say our world, I mean a sort of conservative, evangelical, you know, Christian world. We're at Criswell College. Yes, absolutely. um, Have a sense that you have to pick one side or the other. Bad guys, good guys. And they they have that sense because that's all we ever hear. You know, Mm -hmm. we normally Mm -hmm. hear it that way. So no fault of theirs. It's just where we are. So when you say friends, are you talking one side or the other? Are you talking, you know? Talking both sides. I've had... Uh, in the past uh, 48 hours, I've had conversations with uh, non-believing, non-Messianic Israeli Jewish friends, with non-believing uh, Arab Muslim Palestinian friends, and then Arab Christian friends and Israeli Jewish friends uh, who are believers as well. So it really runs the whole the whole gamut uh, in terms of friends. Yeah, me. and yeah. this is uh, this is uh, that's what I wanted to point out. Yeah. So and uh, so I want to take a step forward with you, and sure. then I want to ask Dr. Spring or Sarah. I, I can do this. Uh, I want to ask Sarah and Jenna both uh, about their experiences with it. But I mentioned that we're we're regularly taking students over we to are. Israel, and I think people automatically think, oh, they're going to Israel, so it's a trip to the Holy Land. You know, we're going to go do some sightseeing. Um, look at all the holy places, and that's why we go. Uh, and it's not that, and it's not a traditional trip like other people would think of going sure, with their church sure, or something sure. like that. It's different, and we call it global learning and service mm-hmm. experience. So, and you do this every year, every single uh, sophomore, you know, yes. all the students who begin with us and go through the whole program, their sophomore year is a couple of weeks in yeah, Israel. Or Criswell 360, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, what I want to ask about is what's the general plan in your mind for? what you're accomplishing mm-hmm. when you take students and faculty mm-hmm. uh, over for the global learning and service experience yeah. in Israel. So we have a sequence of courses. Uh, intercultural communication is one. Uh, second one is global learning and service. And then there's the actual trip, global learning and service practicum. And that sequence of courses is really designed within our broader uh, Criswell 360 uh, experience to help our, our students become global disciples, give them new lenses for uh, understanding the world, dynamics of the world, um, as well as difficulties, challenges. And so Israel-Palestine is a microcosm of super difficult challenges when it comes to ethnic relations, uh, religious conflict, um, uh, disputes over resources, land, uh, uh, natural resources. So all of that is combined in a very small place. And we can, uh, we take classes and then we go there and students get an opportunity to, to practice and put into practice uh, and apply a lot of the things that they learned. And then as disciples to realize that, that you know, I say this a lot to my students, that if we are to truly love our neighbors as we're commanded, as ourselves, we have to know our neighbors. And so when you begin to know your neighbors, 
the image bearers that are around you, Arab, Muslim, Palestinian, Israeli, Jewish, whatever, Arab, Christian, whatever, whatever, whatever. At the, at, at the end of the day, they're image bearers. And I want our, our, our students uh, to embrace that, enter into conversations in their lives uh, so that ultimately uh, we can disciple them, even if they're not believers, but move them on a, path to, a pathway towards discipleship that moves them closer to Jesus, closer to the gospel, because that's the ultimate hope uh, over there. It's, re- it's really hard to treat someone as less than a human being unless you've actually started thinking of them as less than a human That's being. exactly right. You don't want to dehumanize them. And so this puts a face to the peoples that we hear about in the media and the, in, a, in a, an abstract kind of sterile fashion. No, these are our friends. We know them. We can name names. Uh, Jenna and, and Sarah and I can all name names. Yeah, I love that. And uh, I, it, is, it is transformative when you realize that parenting is just parenting mm-hmm. everywhere. And everybody's got the struggles they go with it. And, of course, there are differences, yeah, but there sure. are also similarities that are, that are <clears throat> profound. Okay, so thank you for explaining what the sure. basic goal. And, by the way, I said, you know, our trip to Israel. I do mean that because that's where we arrive in Tel Aviv. We're yeah, under the Israeli right. government, all that. Right. But you serve not only in Israel proper, but also in the Palestinian territories. Yeah, we go into Bethlehem. Uh, we go into the West Bank and go to places like the Dead Sea, Jericho. We were in Jericho this summer, too. So, yes, we expose our students to all of the land. Israel Palestinian territories, as Palestinians call it, Palestine, uh, so that they can get a sense of the dynamics, walls and barriers, and, and, and difficulties involved in all that as well, in terms of, of movement of people. And yeah. uh, also, I just want to clarify this that when you're in Israel or when you're in the Palestinian territories, you're working with people who are in Israel. And then when you're in the Palestinian territories, it's not pop in and out, it's stop yeah, and sometimes visit with the people. It depends on the trip in the summer. But yes, we we make efforts to uh, do things with as many as we can. Some summers we sure. we, we achieve that. Some summers we don't. Yes, yeah, I got you. Okay, so Doctor Spring, Sarah, I'm curious uh, how the experience was for you. First of all, have you had you been to Israel before? Are you already familiar with Israel? Had you ever been there before this summer? No, this was my first time. Oh, okay, all right, fantastic. So I'm curious what your experience was uh, when you went. What struck you uh, most profoundly about going, and then expound from there that all the reading in the world, and I'm an English major, um, cannot prepare you for this this experience. And obviously our classes do an excellent job of, of what they do and reaching those, those learning objectives, those goals, but there is no replacement for being there, for engaging all of the senses, for meeting these people, for doing life with these people, for serving with these people. And there's just nothing, nothing like it. Absolutely I, profound, life-changing experience. I, I, so this is fascinating to me, the way you described it. And partially that's because you're an English professor. So not, not meaning you're a weirdo. Uh, I got my first degree. In, my, my BA is in English. So I, I love the, the whole thing. We've, we've talked about it a lot. So I have great respect for that. The fact that you are describing your encounter with the people from Israel uh, as being so transformative, it, it parallels exactly what I hear from some people who just go to visit to see the sites, you know, and and they and it is transformative when you realize, oh, these stories in the Old Testament they happened in a real place. It's not fairy tale land, you know, the way we normally think of it when we're reading the Bible, which is unfortunate. What I find profound is saying actually, it's the you know the interaction with the actual people who are there. This is not like you were talking about Jenna. I'm pointing at Jenna. Uh, you were talking about Ukraine, 
you know, in Russia, and it is easy for us to think of those places as just far away and another, but when you meet people, I guess it changes all of that. So. Yes, and getting to meet high school students that are fl- basically fluent in English, and they start studying in the, in the eighth grade. So by the time they graduate, they're fluent in three different languages, and just the... Hebrew, uh, Arabic, and English, that's right. And yeah, just the the education system, everything about it, I was I was blown away and incredibly impressed by. Uh, uh, thank you very much. I love it, uh, Jenna. So you went? Had you ever been to Israel before? I had not. No. Okay. No. And her eyes got I, wide when she said it. <laughs> no, I hadn't at all. Uh, so yeah, what, what were your what was your experience in the global learning and service experience? What was that for you? Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Being there, I don't know. I I, I value both um, aspects so much being able to go to these historical sites mm-hmm. we open up our bibles we read um the accounts of physically where these things happened but i can't separate the the place from the people there just like sarah was saying um <laughs> feels weird to say it, man. um <laughs> i'm the, not the succeeding students, at it so know, it's fine either <laughs> way <laughs> um but yeah again i mean Faces coming to mind, these people that we're still communicating with, meeting them on the first day and then by the end of that first day of camp, feeling like I've known them my whole life and being able to connect with them that quickly. I mean, that was from the Lord. Saying they're connected, the land and the experience. So one of the things we talk about with our students is that, you know, I think it's St. Jerome who mentioned that the the land is, is the fifth gospel. And we had an opportunity on the Mount of Transfiguration to take our Muslim friends to that place talk about its significance and tie it back to the land and the God and the land. We make efforts to make sure that, that they're aware that one of the reasons we're there is we're students of history and Bible and theology. That's, that's a major. Um, and those things speak to us. And sometimes they're not aware. They're not aware. They live in places. Uh, one of the villages is, is a stone's throw away, so to speak, um, from Maine, where in Luke seven, uh, Jesus raises the the widow's son from from the dead. So the really the land is a fifth gospel. It's a part of the discipleship of our students, but we don't want to stop at the dead stones of the land. We want to move to the living stones of the people who live there. That's those are other things that we emphasize. And you experienced that obviously. I mean, you were describing yes. that. Anything else you want to say about your encounter with Israel for the first time, you know, having been there. So I mean, I can't say anything more than what Sarah just said. Mind-blowing, just transformative. So let me yeah. ask you this, uh, Jenna, in your experience. So when you were describing the, the students that you met, for instance, uh, Sarah mentioned the high school students. Uh, is that who you're thinking of when you say, like are, are, you said you, you were even staying in communication with them. Yes. Is that, yeah. so uh, do you mean you're texting back and forth or Facebook or something like yeah. that? Or, yeah. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah. So, and are these uh, mostly Arabic speaking? I, and I, I know they speak Hebrew and English and Arabic, and you, sure. you weren't speaking Arabic with them. But, uh, but as I understand it, are you taking Arabic? I am. Yes. Uh huh. Yes. And, and you're taking that with Doctor Bridger. Yes, yes. she's Alfred. doing great. All right, fantastic. She's doing great. Yeah. So I'm. So, uh, <clears throat> but you're you're talking about Arabic speaking students. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, have you heard accounts or watched the news and thought to yourself, I don't think everybody understands how personal this is for the, I mean, you would think this is a redundant statement for the people who are there. Uh, Does that, does my statement make sense to you? Uh, Do you, have you encountered that in your own, in your own thoughts? Like, I wish everybody else knew the people who were there Mm. so they understood what was going on. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's, 
it's it's difficult to think about what's happening and have such a stronger emotional tie to yeah. it than than the other people I'm speaking with. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I so I don't. And Sarah, I want to ask you uh, now other thoughts you've had since you know you've had time to process and think about it. It's been four or five days of conflict now. I think That's, right. that doesn't mean if we had ample time to figure everything out. I'm not saying that, but I, but you know, as you've as you've processed it further, you've come to other conclusions about what's going on, or not even conclusions, just other thoughts about concerns that you have. None of us are pretending, like. We're talking about the value of the lives that are in the Palestinian territories, for instance. Right. Uh, so, you know, in the Gaza Strip, there are just people who are suffering. That's right. At the same time, we're not mitigating at all an outright statement. Hamas committed a terrorist act, that's right. and it's horrifying that's right. and completely unjustifiable. But that's not all of the people who are involved. They, these terrible people did a terrible thing. And now there's a huge conflict that's causing suffering on both sides, mm -hmm. meaning both sides in Israel and in the Gaza Strip and undoubtedly in the West Bank as well by now. That's right. So uh, I'm, as you're seeing all of this conflict unfold further, and then you look back on your time there and the places you were and things you were doing, uh, anything else come to mind that you just would want to share with people and say, I you know, the way it's affected me is this or the way I think we ought to think about what's going on over there? I think, wow, what a, what a great question. Um, <laughs> is, that, is that, what a great question? That, I have no idea how to address that. It's too broad because I can be more specific. <laughs> I, I don't think I truly appreciated um, how narrow my, my worldview was before this trip. Um, and, and I've actually traveled um, but I realized most of that travel is to European countries and how different <laughs> this, this part of the world is with its own unique challenges and history and people and traditions and culture. And, and so I was, I think, a little embarrassed for myself to not um, have had this, this revelation before, especially being a believer and growing up in, in church my entire life. I, I was. I was a little, little sheepish that it's taken me this long, it's taken this trip, now that I'm <clears throat> however many years old, <laughs> um, and that I, wow, I just, I wish this had happened sooner, that I could have been um, this, this burdened um, with my eyes open earlier in my, in my life. And this experience and watching what Dr. Bridger does um, in his classes inspired me to change one of the assignments that I um, do with my freshmen so that I can um, introduce these things to them earlier in this, in this process so that when they get to Dr. Bridger's classes in the, the sophomore year, they've at least heard some of these things. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny, isn't it? Because we're, we're always talking about the fact that when students come to college, and not just at Criswell, but any college, they start interacting with people who are different from their immediate family or from the high school they were a part of. And so they get to broaden their perspective on the world. And this is like that on steroids you yes, know, when yes. you go uh, to Israel and see that yeah. exchange. So, and I just want to hear you, uh, Dr. Bridger, Scott, just share a few more thoughts sure. on uh, about, again, the people who are there, what they're going through, but also what this conflict means for them or how you see that being played out here. Any other thoughts you want to add to yeah. that right now? Yeah. You know, um, I've been monitoring uh, Israeli media, Arab media, and comparing and contrasting kind of ways they're depicting the conflict, the hu the human side as well. And both both are seeking uh, to the best of their abilities 
to to demonstrate the human tragedy on the Palestinian side, on the Israeli side, obviously on the Israeli side uh, as well. And what what is encouraging is that the believing community, uh, Israeli and Palestinian believers who are members of the one body of Christ in the land, uh, across the board, um, newsletters, messages have been very uh, focused on their praying for both sides and hoping for the good of both sides. I've also been monitoring, you know, the broader media, non-believing media, in terms of their uh, some of the stories that they're depicting, some of the, the heartbreaking stories and reactions. I watched a video sent from an Israeli, non-believing Israeli Jewish friend of mine about an Arabic guy who who was going off in many ways on the events and the response in some sectors of the Arab world who were, in some sense, praising things that were going on. But, but he and many other Arabs were horrified, yeah. horrified, and outright public condemnation of Hamas and their actions. And so that also gives me uh, hope. You know, uh, we have to have hope that, that God will raise up brave, strong Palestinian and Israeli uh, peacemakers, ultimately. That, that's, that's what is desperately needed. In line with that, by the way, I was shocked, and, and maybe I shouldn't be. I, I'm, I don't keep up with anything even remotely like you do in yeah, the Middle sure, East at all. Sure. Uh, but I was shocked because I was reading a story about one of the young women who was kidnapped or you know, kidnapped, you yes, know, yes. Uh, taken away as a hostage, and uh, her, they interviewed her father mm. about it. Mm. And he made the statement, it's not just, you know, he, he basically said, and I think there are things in Israel that should have been done differently mm-hmm. uh, to prevent this from happening. Yes. And he didn't just mean, I got the impression he didn't just mean the military should have been alerted. I got the impression he was saying, you know, we shouldn't have been fomenting the conflict. But that's right. There have been a like lot that. of things I was shocked. leading up to this. It didn't happen in a vacuum. Yeah. That's not to dis- that's not to uh, dismiss or or justify. No, it doesn't justify it at, at all. all. Yeah. But it didn't happen in a vacuum, and and we could go into some of the things that have been happening recently. I don't think we really have time to do that. Yeah, but, right. No. But but um, many Israelis are doing that. Many are attempting to show the human human side of suffering in Gaza. Um, and and I guess uh, the the, yeah. the point I was making from from my perspective as a person here is I live in a world where people are really adamantly all pro-Israel or, yes. or and we've heard some of this in Congress lately, or they're standing on the other side and, sure. and talking about sure. Israel as a terrorist sure. state or something like that. Yeah. And so I'm, I, I'm just saying I was, I was surprised mm-hmm. and I, I guess a little encouraged that, uh, that the, at least the media was covering the fact that in Israel, in the land, yeah. people there are—they just—they don't want all the conflict. No, they uh, don't. And they're trying to find a resolution. Y- y- you have the fringes that are fomenting and have this strange symbiotic relationship where they hate each other, but they need each other to continue their agendas. Uh, Hamas needs extremists, uh, extremist Jews threatening the Temple Mount. Extremist Jews, in some sense, need Hamas actions to continue to say they're a threat. We need to annihilate them, and so it's it's an unfortunate symbiotic, sinful, sinful relationship 
a somewhat strange relationship in stoking the fire. And, and again, none of that, because I, I said at the beginning, we're, we're not trying to get into all the politics. Sure. I, I don't want to do any of that. Sure. Uh, I will say up front, there's no politics involved in outright condemning the Hamas action. Correct. Everybody it's evil. It's is sinful. In, in favor of doing Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And no, there's no question about that. I, I'm going to I'm going to ask about this thing. If you don't mind sharing it, you, Sarah, right before we started onto the air, you mentioned uh, to Scott that you had run into someone in Austin, uh, and I thought the exchange that you had was worth commenting on. So, yeah. you mind bringing that up again? Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. So, sure. tell tell us who you met down there. Um, so, uh, my sister lives in Austin, and I just happened to be down there visiting, and we were taking an Uber um, downtown because I don't parallel park. <laughs> and um, it's just one of those um, beautiful moments where the, the Holy Spirit provides an opportunity. And I was chatting with uh, our driver and um, asked him where he was from, if he was you know, a native, <laughs> if he'd been in Texas very long. And he said that he was Palestinian. And I started to ask him about it. And he was very reluctant to talk to me <laughs> um, until I said that I had just been in Israel um, a couple of months prior. And he kind of laughed and said, "Sure, sure. You you went to you went to Israel," and I said, "No, really. We uh, we traveled around quite a bit." And he said, "Okay, where?" And you could definitely see that it was kind of a, a challenge to me. Um, and I said, when I mentioned Bethlehem, which which is in a Palestinian territory, that's just right. in case that's listeners yes. don't Palestine, know. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that he is actually from Bethlehem. And so as soon as I said that. Abs- the tenor and tone of the conversation absolutely changed. He was immediately chatty and gracious and wanted to know about my experience. He told me all about his family who is still over there. Um, and it was just a beautiful conversation to get to talk to him about our school and the trip that we take and our students who are learning um, in this global learning and, and service project. And I would not have had that conversation otherwise. Nice. Uh, and that's that. That's the open door that just comes from knowing human beings. You that's right. meet people. Uh, Jenna, I, I want to ask you real quickly. I mean, you went over, first of all, before you went, did you have, some of our students sometimes, when they first find out, well, we go to Israel, they feel like we're saying to them, we go into prison, you know, and we serve <laughs> with felons. Uh, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, this is a danger zone. Everyone over there is getting shot at all the time, you know. So, mm-hmm. I know you weren't that, but I'm just curious if when you first learned, and I don't, this would have been when you first began as a student here probably, that you were going to go to Israel. Was there any anxiety about the trip or were you just like gung-ho, I'm all in, I can't wait to go? Um, I'm just curious. Yeah, more so the latter. Um, I don't think I I believe that about you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I even processed much of the danger that we were entering into until, remind me, uh, what was the... um, you, the well, I'm not sure what it was. It was like a couple weeks before the trip. You messaged all of us saying, "Hey, this is going on. I don't think it'll affect our trip." There Whatever were the, some political protests, and then there were some acts of violence in the West yes. Bank. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a little it of that was in the back of your mind. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 But most, but mostly, especially um, uh, this time last year, hearing from the students who had just been last summer, all they were talking about were the camps. They were leading. All they were talking about were the students, and um, uh-huh. that was what it was 
on your mind. On my mind, mostly. Nice. And I, and I'm, I think that's one of the encouragements we have of going every year because people mm. do see it. It makes mm. a huge difference in people's lives. Yes. Now, I'm raising all of that because I do get, like, I'll get a call from a parent every once in a while. I don't even talk to you about them anymore. I used <laughs> to tell you about them. I get a call from a parent every once in a while. You're, you're sending our kid to, you know, Israel. It's a really dangerous place. Mm. One of the things we were able to say a few years ago was, well, there were more people shot in Dallas last yeah. year than there were in Israel last year. That's right. So uh, not more people shot than exist in Israel than that were shot in Israel is what I'm saying. So anyway, the point is, I don't even know if that's true. It wouldn't be true this year. Not I'm this sure. year, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, very sadly. But I would always, you know, try to and say, mm. look, it's, you know, that's in some areas there's danger anywhere. But we're mm. aware and we go to the places that, that are safe and we're, you know, we're attentive to what's going on. We pay attention. Mm. We're an urban college. Go yeah, ahead. we, we, so I'm very, I'm in tune with, um, monitoring media, as well as in deep connections, deep relationships with locals um, who would advise me immediately, say, hey, stay away from this area, stay away from that area. So, so I, when I lived yeah. there and my children started being born there and I had grandparents who would call me and say, I'll bet they were should worried. you be there? <laughs> and I would remind them, I'd say, listen, I know I, what you're seeing on TV, Gaza's pretty far away, and this is 2008-9, for instance, when a uh, Gaza incursion was taking place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say, listen, listen, what you see on TV, still 90% of the country is as quiet as your backyard, mm-hmm. despite what you see on TV. And that's actually the case right now. Yeah. 90% of the country right now is as quiet as our backyards. And and so it's just a knowledge of, of knowing where to go and where not to go at the end of the day. So the reason I'm raising on, thank you for that. The reason I'm saying all of this, uh, Jenna, is to come back to to ask you this. Now you go over, you have the experience, you interact with the high school students, you realize that they're not fanged. They're human beings. You know, I mean, you knew that, but I'm saying you, you know, you, you, but you really get a heart for yes. them and you become friends and you learn to love people. Then you come back and then this happens and mm. some Americans have been killed in this incursion. That's right. You know, from Italians, uh, yeah, Thai, from people from Thailand. That's right. A lot of I a did. Lot I of heard that too from Thailand. Yeah. So uh, you know, horrible circumstance. So in your heart and mind, does that make you say? And I'm, I'm really, I'm just asking out of curiosity. There's, I think it would make perfect sense to answer either way. Do you say in your mind, okay, well, I'm glad I got to go when I got to go, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm. You know, that's, that's it. I'm glad I got that done. And I'm not, that's, you know, that's, that's just not the right place uh, for people to go right now. So what, I'm just curious, looking forward, how does it affect you right now? What do you think? No, I think I understand. I immediately, whenever I first uh, found out, whenever I woke up to the news there, that was my first thought of, wow, like how that was orchestrated that we were able to go like just before all this happened. But then later, like throughout the day, thinking more about, I mean, what I've been saying this whole time of of my heart that has grown for these people, mm-hmm. um, the fact that I'm taking air taking an Arabic course, I can't help but think that this is some kind of preparation from the Lord, like continuing to invest myself in in this language, in these people, um, and Lord willing, I'd be able to go back at some point. Like, I don't want that to be a fear that like prevents me, like everything that's going on right now, to prevent mm-hmm. me from. From still wanting to go back. Amen. Good for you. Amen. Yeah, good for you. That's 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 a challenge. You know, the uh, I will say, and I think all of us in this room, all of us, because I I, I have a sense of who you are from having watched you for the last few years, Jenna. I'm saying that to you because I know everyone else in the room a little better. 
Um, you know, I think there is a difference between looking for a career and just wanting to go somewhere comfortable and do what you want to do. There's a difference between that and then having a purpose, having a sense. And I don't mean other people don't have a purpose, but I mean having a sense that God wants to use you for something. Mm-hmm. It would only make sense that you would come back from Israel and then something terrible would happen and you would realize how difficult that would be. And it wouldn't make you say, oh, done with that. Man, I'm going to have to go somewhere else. But you would say, so that's why the Lord is preparing me, yeah. you know, because people really need help. Uh, and that's just a different perspective on ministry. And I guess you see people, I'm looking at Scott again, uh, you see that happen with people who go over all the time. So, so so just brief story of my own experience. I'm going to date myself here. So I was a senior in college, got a scholarship at the University of Tennessee to go and finish my degree at the Hebrew University, the last 10 hours of my degree at the Hebrew University. And and at the end of it, I just I made it, so it's a summer, and I was at the end of the summer, I made a decision, well, I need to go to seminary and get some more training in intercultural communication and all these types of, of topics, theology, and so on and so forth, to prepare me to go back. And so I, I ended up taking my final exams a little early and leaving a week early. And within a week, the very bus route at the very time that I would have taken it from where I was staying up to the Hebrew University was bombed. Oh, and that was a shock. Very sobering uh, to think about that. I but, did not know this about. It. I didn't. Yeah, know it's not something I share a lot, but it's a long time ago too, of course. But but it really strengthened uh, the resolve. At least I think the Lord's settling in to say, no, we need to lean into where there is pain, suffering, where there is evil, um, where people perpetrate uh, evil acts. I think of the Apostle Paul, who was a terrorist. The Apostle Paul was a terrorist uh, persecuting yep. Christians before his conversion. And so, um, yeah, and, and I could talk about others as well um, who, who have sensed things like that, not to intentionally put myself in harm's way at all. I don't think that's a responsible uh, thing to do, but to lean into uh, suffering and to seek to be salt and light in those situations. Yeah, perfect. Uh, first of all, let me thank each of you for being on here. Jenna, thanks very much for yeah, the conversation. And uh, Sarah, thanks for being on the program with I think our next group of students is going to be able to have amazing gospel conversations because of these very events. And how much more fertile is that ground going to be? Because if we do get to go back, then we are choosing to go back after these, after these events. I definitely don't have a sense that we're done as a college student. I went to Russia twice Mm -hmm. and I, I think I'm, I think I'm done. I don't know if I will will ever get a chance to to go back. It is tough to get over there. Yes. So very thankful for for the opportunity then, but I I definitely don't have that, that sense about, about Israel. And I'm, I'm excited for our, our future programs, our future students. And, and by the way, I know Dr. Bridger, you go over there all the time with and without students. And so I, I, we do pray for your safety and and for you to be blessed in the ministry that you lead uh, in all kinds of ways over there. And thank you for helping us as a college to be connected there. Uh, that said, all of us know, uh, and all of us are praying for the peace uh, of Jerusalem, just like we're told to pray yes, for the peace absolutely. of Jerusalem. We're praying for the reign of the Prince of Peace. Uh, our our own statement of faith yeah. says that every believer ought to pray for the reign of the Prince of Peace. And so, uh, Doctor Bridger, you teach Arabic, uh, and I'm I I I don't want to close in a weird way. You know, I'm not I'm not sure. trying to do something strange, and I didn't tell you this, but sure. I I think it would be really nice if people could just hear. Uh, us pray together 
for the peace of that land. And if you wouldn't mind doing it in Arabic, if you want to finish yeah. in English, that's fine. But uh, if, if you don't mind, I'll do it in Hebrew, Arabic, and English. Beautiful. Um, uh, would do you that. do that for yes. us and just yes. close us with prayer? I'd be happy to that. do that. Peace. Thank you. Avinu b'shamayim, anachnu modim lecha sheta nimtza itanu, ve'anachnu mitpalalim avu hamatzav b'Israel, u'avu hamamenim shama. אנחנו מתפללים שאתה תמצא איתם ותחזק אותם, שיהיו ברכה לכל העמים מסביב. אבן הסמאווי נשקורת נועזמק, נוברקק לענק מוג'וד, פי וסטנה ופי וסט, שעבק פי ישראל ופלסטין, ירא בריקן וכון מעהן וכוויהן. حتى يكونوا شهادة لإلك ولا لبشارة السلام بشارة المسيح. Lord, we pray. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to pray and pray for our friends, the body of Messiah, especially in Israel Palestine, uh, that they would um, be salt and light and that they would lean into your commands, Jesus, of loving neighbor and loving uh, enemies, Lord. Show them how to do that effectively and wisely, Lord. We want justice to reign. Uh, we want peace to reign and grace to reign. Raise up Palestinian and Israeli leaders who will be brave peacemakers. Lord, do this for the glory of your name, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.